Hey Ponders, welcome back to another episode of Pause, Sip, and Ponder. I hope you guys have been doing well. I've missed you all so much. I know it's been a while. I've been super busy, but I'm here. If this is your first time tuning into this podcast, welcome. This is a podcast where we talk about numerous topics in the aim of hoping to bring you encouragement, inspiration, and motivation for your day. Today's a special episode. Well, I say that for every episode, but this one is quite different. Last month, I had the honor and privilege to have my podcast live in front of an audience at the East Coast CYN Youth Summit 2019. Every summer, youth members of the Jesus is Lord Church, which is my church, come together in different regions and countries around the world for a three to four day event. And it's a week full of worship, learning, and fun, and it was so amazing. I will probably give my testimony on and my experience at the end of this session. Um, but I was blessed to host my own panel session where I had my own podcast on the stage and the cute setup was amazing had couches coffee it was great and in this session i interviewed our east coast regional pastors of jal and we discussed community we talked about its importance how god sees community and its fundamentals we also learned about how jal east coast was established and its journey since then thank you man team for recording this session and thank you Kuya josh mccockwood for giving me this opportunity if you are a fellow member of JL uh, listening to this from another part of the world, welcome and thank you again for taking the time to listen to this episode. Even if you are not, the topic discussed today it relates to any other community in the world. And in order to maintain a strong and impacting community, especially one that is God-focused, there are certain things we need to keep in mind. So sit back, relax, and let's just ponder. So outside of this ministry, outside of me, you know, singing on stage, uh, being a CYN leader, I kind of have my own personal ministry outside of church that I dedicate to God. Um, late last year, I just had a feeling that I, I always had the passion for people. I always was an open book with people and uh, who likes to talk to people who likes to talk amen amen so i'm not the loud i'm not like the most loudest outgoing person i'm actually pretty introverted as well believe it or not but i really truly believe that everyone here has a story amen just like what kuya josh said god just spoke to me if you ask me uh who my favorite podcaster host is i really don't have one that's why i really say that it was god's spirit just telling me to just do it so i did it i invested my money into buying mics it's a small setup i don't have a studio or anything i just go to the library and have my friends come basically what pause sip and ponder is how often do we actually sit down and take the time to think about life all right who, who who works a job not not all of us that's okay but who's busy with school who has a busy schedule yeah and it can be overwhelming right at times it can be pretty hectic um so that's been my life for most of my life but one thing that always keeps me sane is to sit down and to think about life and to think about the blessings and i thought having a podcast will also show be an opportunity for other people to share their stories so it's not for myself it's more for the glory of god and i talk about topics such as depression uh failure success family pressures, anything really. And um, just to close out this intro of what I do, um, what I've seen is that 
people are touched. And I, for myself, would never expect that. I, didn't, I don't look at numbers. I don't look at the number of um, people in my audience listening. It's the people who come to me and say, you know, I was really blessed by your episode. And I really give it up to God because that was really God speaking uh, through me to him. So, amen. So I really encourage you guys to step out of your comfort zone, you know. Utilize social media as best as you can, especially when sharing God's word. Amen. Um, you know, we post a lot on Instagram, on Twitter, but if you calculate the percentage of your time on what you talk about, is it sharing God's word? Just a thought, just to ponder on. <laughs> so right now, I will be introducing our speakers to, to, for today. Um, also, I encourage you guys to please have your notes out. Even though this is kind of a different setup, I still encourage you guys to take notes because our speakers will be touching upon things that is uh, noteworthy. Amen. Uh, so the first guest I will be uh, sharing with you guys is Pastora Van, my, our beloved Rockville Pastora. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. come up up in here so uh she is such a wonderful pastor honestly and um she started in the ministry in the philippines in manila uh, as for the professional adults club in 1993 correct and she migrated here in 1995 to virginia and she was one of the the pioneers the ones who started uh the first church here in the east coast she's also um uh, pastor of Area 2 and the Regional Pastor of East USA. So can we give a round of applause for Pastor Van Torres? Amen. And then my next guest is Pastor Jess Makakot. Born again in May 28, 1980. He's the first, uh, and his first ministry was a maintenance man, actually, who, who has helped with chairs before in church. I think most of us has, right? And he um, was also a worship leader and Area 3 pastor and also for Tyson's church. So let's give a round of applause for Pastor Jess. Thank you for your life. And we also have Pastor Allen Horace. Hallelujah. So he's the pastor of Jersey City, hallelujah. And he is also the pastor of East USA Area One. He is a church planting pastor, and he has a great heart and passion for uh, young people like us. So once again, let's give a round of applause for our wonderful guests. So what we'll be talking about, if you saw our, your program, uh, what is the title? As one community amen who has uh, their own right here at jil and the cyn is a community do you guys have any other communities outside of this it may be sports um it may be club anything like that uh today we will be talking about the importance of community specifically for um here in jil and just sp spreading god's word and i believe that community has been a big factor in just evolution and just, you know, us um, um, since the beginning of time. And this really what has helped us evolve, uh, has helped us have advancements in the world. And 
it's very important to value the community that you have. But in order to have a strong community, there are some things that are necessary and to be able to have a strong community. Amen. So today we'll be getting hands-on, or not hands-on, but one-on-one -on -one talk with our pastors here because I really believe in order to kind of strengthen a community, you need to know the necessities, and they're the ones who were there from the beginning, and it's important to know our history. Amen. Let's get ready for that. Are you guys ready? Amen. So, so basically how this will be setting up, it's most essentially not just an interview, but a conversation because um, barely do we have time to talk with you guys personally, you know, and this is, I think, very precious to all of us because I know it can be intimidating sometimes to approach pastors or approach people on stage. So at the end also, we will be leaving space for question and answers. So if you had questions, just write it down and we'll prepare that for later. So uh, now as we talk about community, I think it's very important to discuss how this all started. Um, you can start with the JIL love story, but you can also uh, talk about East Coast, how that all originated. Pastor Jess, would you like to? The Lord and good afternoon, of course, to everyone and Sister Pauline. This is such an honor and a privilege to be a part of this uh, panel interview. Praise be to God. Anyway, uh, I was born, uh, God say, May 28, 1980. And at that time, Jael was just only one year and a half. So uh, I have seen how the Lord uh, used Jael ministry, and I've seen, praise God for this privilege, I have seen the phenomenal growth of Jael ministry. And back then, most of that time, I mean, we were all co in college, we're all students, CYN like you guys. And in just more only a matter of some few years, many colleges in the Philippines, particularly in the Manila Belt, uh, like, PUP, it, it all started in PUP actually. And from PUP and then we saturated different universities in the Manila Belt area. FEU, UE, and then Adamson, Pamantasan, Longsod ng Manila. Those were the famous colleges during that time. And praise God because of that, all of us, during that time, we were all students and we were all fired up, praise God. And there was no obstacle, there was no hindrances, and we're all willing to serve the Lord. And we were serving the Lord not because that we are talented. We were ser serving the Lord, it is because that we have this compassion. We receive miracles from the Lord. We receive complete trans transformation from the Lord. And from colleges, from universities, and then we penetrated communities as well. Praise God. So almost uh, as if they're just all simultaneous. Sabay-sabay sila. Communities, and then also we have this uh, Bible study in different cities. And at the same time, we have this uh, miracle crusade. And Brother Eddie was there. He was the, uh, uh, the highlight during crusade and after Brother Eddie preached. And we have seen miracles upon miracles. Praise be to God. It was so powerful. And yet at the same time, like in the book of Acts, while we are seeing the miracles of the Lord, and then there was persecution. A, a strong persecution. Alam nyo mo ang, ang mga persecution ng araw. Maybe some of you can relate with this. Ang mga parents namin, 
they were opposing us. They thought that we were crazy. They thought that we are now a member of a particular group or Protestant. And during that time, while we having these communities or crusade, then somehow people were throwing uh, pee on us in a plastic, uh, in, a plas in a plastic bag. So, but we did not stop. Praise God, because we have seen how the Lord started the ministry. Praise be to God. And what we have seen, not only from university, not only from colleges, we have seen this from different cities. And then what we have seen from that time, we had this uh, particular place, what we called Arroyo High School. That Arroyo High School, I believe in my heart, that was the beginning of the revival in the Philippines. Praise God. And we have seen every Sunday the miracle of God. People's lives were transformed. And even I myself, praise be to God, we are always looking forward Sunday. Ang prayer namin sana araw-araw Sunday na. Praise God. And we are always longing to see each other. Yung belongingness, napakalakas. As soon as we enter that high school, praise God, and we really sense the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit. It's so powerful, even at the beginning. Wala ho sa aming naboboard. Lahat kami, talaga, we are looking forward how the Holy Spirit moved. And even during praise and worship pa lang, nakikita namin, we have seen deliverance upon deliverance. We have seen how demon spirit reacted at that time during prison worship along. And when I started in worship leading, that was year 1981. Praise be to God. At that time, Jael already was around 30,000 people. Praise God. And different communities, different places, uh, cities, were all gathering in one place, Arroyo High School. To tell you honestly, we always start at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. But me, as a maintenance, tagabuhat ng silya, by 9 a.m. pa lang, nandun na kami sa Arroyo High School. I'm telling you, we jump back the place. And then we end up the service, guess what? 10 p.m. Hindi kami nagre-reklamo. And then after that, we still have this fellowship with my co-young uh, people at that time. Praise God. At talaga naman nakita namin kung paano gamitin ng Panginoon ang Jael ministry. And from there, the Jesus, the healer, was born. Praise be to God. Amen. So I wish I can say more things about the history. Yeah, like I said, it's very important to know the history because it's easy to say that we are in CYN. Yeah, I go, what do you do on, you know, on Fridays? Oh, I go to my youth group. Um, but it's so much more than an attendance, you know. It's it's the purpose why we're there. I believe it's it's nothing if we just came just for numbers or just for attendance or just because our parents said so. It's so much more than that. It's so much more than just um, a clique or a group. It's God's people, his children coming together, amen. And uh, if I could ask you guys, um, when starting this community, of course, it was never, you know, perfect in the beginning. There was trials, there were struggles that you experienced. Um, what were some challenges personally um, that you guys experienced as individuals? Because I believe that what makes a community is not just as whole, but 
everyone is special in their own special way. So how would you uh, explain your story and how you kind of committed yourself into a community like that? Well, I, first of all, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. So glad to be here, part of the... Uh, panel interview. Well, I'm just so happy to be part of the JIL community. I tell you guys, I got born again in another church in the Philippines. So I just, uh, when I moved to JIL, I experienced it's a different, there's a different culture than what usually the other churches will be. But one thing that got me stuck in JIL is really, first of all, I appreciate that. I realize uh, the humility of our, uh, of course, our president, spiritual founder, Bishop Brother Eddie Villanueva. Plus, of course, as uh, brother, uh, Pastor Jess has been saying, all those miracles, I witnessed them firsthand in the TUP services. When there is rain, and you know, the, the JIL church is the church without roof. Anytime there's a, a rain, Bishop Brother Eddie would just stretch out his hands and say, I command you to get out from this place and move. Go where you are needed, rain. And so I witnessed that many times. And I said, my God, this is real. This is the real God that we should be serving. And so praise God for that because he allowed me to experience that in the Philippines before he took me here in the United States. And that's where really God has planted in my in my heart that you know when i found out there's no jil here in east coast of course we my family moved to virginia and so i said there's no jil here well of course there's a lot of churches here but you know because of the culture jil i'm not you know raising up jil but it's really the spirit you know in every community what's important is the spirit that evolves in that community you can be involved in any other community because a community can be a social community political community but this is a spiritual community that we are talking about here and it is the spirit of god that must be moving in that community because the men the people of god you know we can assemble anywhere but where the spirit of god is there is really the make what that makes the difference in the lives of uh you know the church and this is where the church will have the greatest impact because it is not by might it's not by power it's not our skills it's not our potential but it is the spirit of god who will move us to do what he has planted in our hearts to do which is of course to win souls for jesus right and talking about the obstacles we faced so many when we were starting in Arlington. So we started, many of you guys know, we started our home church in our home in Arlington, Virginia. And the first challenge we have, of course, is uh, lack of people. Of course, we had these seven women who pioneered, Pastor Jess, that, uh, and Pastor Jess knows about that because God brought us by miraculously all these seven women coming together. And initially, we didn't, we didn't plan on of building a church. What we started is just gathering together, just like in the book of Acts, in Acts 2, where, you know, the believers were all gathered together in one place. And that's basically comprising the community. Because you have to be together. Community has to be people coming together, being connected to one another. Because if there is no connection, that is not a community. That is only people are just there together. Because when you gather together, you have to be connected. You have to have that relationship with one another. And that builds up 
builds up the goals and that helps you fulfill the goals of your organization. So what are the challenges? Many. We also had so many uh, challenges in the place where we will set where we started a church. Of course, um, it's hard to to do a home church. You know there are challenges. We lack resources. We lack manpower. We started as seven women, and then people uh, one by one coming in. And I know before Pastor just came, there were about fifteen of us, fifteen to twenty. By the way, we prayed for Pastor Jess to come here from San Diego because we said we need a pastor to 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 start the church. And so when we did a home church, of course, we were all doing all the you know, works of the ministry. Seven women and a few people who supports us, we were all doing what you guys here are all doing. Can you imagine that ministry takes a lot of work? And with, with the number that you have right now, you can do a lot more than we ever did. So that was a challenge for us. So I praise God, praise God for that. Also, of course, I see the potential of each of you here. Before, we didn't have the musicians. I had to, you know, whatever, whatever thing, whatever little talent that we have, I, I can play a little bit keyboard. So I started as the first keyboard player. But uh, I was also the treasurer. I was also the administration. I was also the contact person. And we were also the intercessors. So that was really the challenge. But praise God, because God you know, increase the church. And as we know now, we already have how many pastors? Ten churches at least in East Coast. Glory Amen. to God. Amen. It takes time, but God will always come through. Amen. Uh, one question I wanted to ask, because I think a lot of youth, when they think of a big group or joining some vision, it's very broad to us, especially if you're just entering, you know, just your relationship with God. You know, our vision is to, to preach and to, to teach others about Jesus all over the world. And that, it's easy to say, right? But let me ask you guys, how many people have you reached out to talk, and talked about Jesus this, this year? Well, you don't have to really have to answer. You can yell out if you want. But that's the question we have to ask ourselves every day. You know, um, with the crazy things happening right now in the world, in our communities, it's, it's very dark at times. And I think community is very necessary. Um, and the community, especially, I believe that JIL's community is not just for the holy, for those who are already in church, for those who are talented already and can stand boldly on the stage. It's for the brokenhearted. And I know even in the community, all of you guys, you have a story and you have some brokenness in you or you have something that you fear of letting go or sacrificing, right? It's a big responsibility, right? It's, it's a big responsibility if one of your leaders tell you to or give you a task. You know, Ate, I can't do it. That was me in the beginning, right, Ate Kat? You know, I, I, I'm always willing, but I always have that hesitation because as young people, we want to treasure our youth, right? We want to have fun. You know, we, they know how it is. They were young before, right? So, <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> are you sure? I think it was pretty soon. Yeah, it was, it was pretty soon. But I want to ask, what, what were your sacrifices that you guys had to um, kind of offer to the Lord um, in terms of just you, not in the flesh, but just you as a person, you as, you know, uh, Van Torres or... I, 
I'm just addressing like that, Paul. No disrespect. But, you know, just you as a person. What are the things that you had to sacrifice, uh, you know, in the beginnings? Uh, Pastor Alan, would you like to touch upon that? Praise the Lord. Uh, in my own humble opinion, it's just my opinion, I, I believe that JL is the best community before I answer your question. <laughs> right? Am I right? Yeah. Uh, about your question, what, what are the sacrifices? And um, uh, this is just my personal, uh, some, maybe Pastor Jess and uh, Pastor Van might be different from mine because I came from a different background. I came from a community that is so destructive. I, you know, I can relate with you guys, uh, your problems, and maybe to some of you, I'm, the, the, the things that I went through is worst because of the community that I grew up in. But um, so one, when I was assigned in, in, in New York and New Jersey 2013, one of the young people asked me because I moved there with, uh, I moved my whole family actually in, in, in that part, in that area. And uh, we just like that, I, I let go of my house. I let go of my job, and uh, the people in New Jersey heard what, what uh, we have decided as a family. And um, one, one young person says, Pastor, you have sacrificed so much. But I said I did not. I said I never did any sacrifice at all. I said, Mark, you don't understand. Anything that I do for the Lord is a blessing. The only one who really sacrifices is the Lord Jesus Christ. So I said, everything I do right now, preaching the word of God, visiting people, praying for people is a blessing. Even dealing with people becomes a blessing. So I said, Mark, Pastor Alan did not uh, sacrifice anything. I am walking in the blessing of the Lord. Yeah. And so I enjoy And some people says it's so hard to be a pastor And I will be lying if I tell you that it's not hard But you know If you really do appreciate And if you really enjoy what you do Sometimes it's hard But at the end of the day In my experience The joy of the Lord is always be there It might be hard but the reward is so great. It outbalanced the joy. So for me, uh, Pauline, uh, in my just, in, this is my personal view of um, my life. I didn't sacrifice anything at all. It's a blessing. Well said. Well said. Really, really agree. Yeah, I think a lot of people, especially when you're entering high school, the, the first week of high school, I was already battling with, with other people. Has anyone ever been condemned because of their belief or ever been, you know, persecuted or felt like ashamed? maybe, uh, about your faith in, in public? Has everyone ever um, kind of came up to you and asked you about a, about a lot of questions that you didn't have the answer to? Raise your hand if, if you've experienced that. Right, a lot of us has, and um, at the time it was very hard for me because I was raised in the church. I thought I knew the answers at the time, but you will be hit. I, I, I actually um, talked to Tita Van about this a long time ago because I was very troubled. I wanted to, 
I really wanted to invest my time with God more because I didn't have the answers, but I accepted it because at the end, we will never always have the answers. The one thing we can always hold on to is our testimony and the love of God, amen. To set aside science, set aside all these things, these technical things that, that people surrounding us can hit us with. One thing they may not understand when you explain it to them is relationship. And to have relationship is to really take the time to get to know God, amen. Um, so I wanted to ask, uh, when having this community, what is necessary for a strong and stable community? Um, if we, us CYN, were to come together once again, what do we do from there? A church is a place that everybody should be accepted. It's when everyone is at home. Pag nasa bahay ka, ano kay? At home ka, you are accepted, you know that you are loved. Now, with that concept, praise God, I think if we have this kind of mindset that being in the church, knowing that regardless of your past, regardless of who you are or what you are, then there's a community who really accepting you. Everyone is different. But if you know that they accept you of who you are, and yet it makes me confident. You know, I know and I know na, na ito mga taong ito, like, like last night, can you imagine? It was very spontaneous. When someone was crying here, and then most of the young people, they came up and they, they hugged each other. That is a community, praise God. And with, with that kind of thing, I think we can able to impact every city here in East Coast or states here in East Coast. And with that kind of atmosphere, everybody, you know, they love each other. Kaya, to me, that is our powerful secret. The church is not something that you are just only dancing or singing. It has to be interactive. It has to be inclusive. Ganoon. Na no one is a stranger in the church. Ganoon. Walang competition. Lahat ay anak ng Diyos. Praise God. Anyone else um, just adding on to the fundamentals of what keeps a strong community? Um, I've learned early on uh, in my little community when we started here, God taught us how to be stronger in our relationship. One thing that we need to work on if we want to be a strong community is to develop our relationships. And of course, we all know in a Christian setting, our first relationship must be our relationship with Jesus Christ. Because all other relationships will center on how, strong, how strongly you are connected with Jesus Christ. Because otherwise, you can be you know, disoriented because people will fail you. But as long as you, are, you have this strong relationship with Jesus Christ, then your connection with other people will be much easier. And as I said, a community that has a strong connection, this is where you can have the most impact. And as Pastor Jessa say, I always have these four A's that are necessary for a community. Number one, there must be an agreement. 
Because just like in a church setting, we always say that God is a God of order. We have to agree on things. For example, if we have a church service, we have to agree what time is the service. We have to agree who are the assigned people. So agreement is important with all the people concerned. Number two is, of course, acceptance, as uh, Pastor just say, because our community must be an, a place of refuge for everyone. No judgment. As uh, someone has said yes last night, please don't judge me. I am opening myself to you, but please just accept me as I am right now. I need help, but that is how we accept people. Take them as they are, and then we can work and help them to be the kind of person that God wants them to be. And the third one, there needs to be accountability. Because we are all members of the same body. Accountability meaning we are accountable to one another, just like us pastors. We have to keep in check with one another. Am I doing something wrong? Pastor Jess, please correct me. So this is the ability to be able to be teachable towards one another because that's how we can improve. Sometimes we all think like we're good in, the side, in our own sight, but it takes another person to tell us, who we really are or where we need to be corrected. And the fourth one is, of course, action. A community without action will not fulfill its purpose, right? And of course, as a church, we know what God has ordained us is to walk, go out there, reach out, and make disciples for the Lord Jesus Christ. So those are the four A's. I think also the one thing to really remember and one thing to hold on to is that at the end of the day, God is the one who has created the concept community, you know, we, without having one another, without having, just like I want to testify with my group, my personal group, um, it was no accident that we all had the same testimony of, not the exact testimony, but just the same struggle. And it was amazing that, it was scary and amazing that, you know, little me's were right in front of me. You know, you'll never know who you'll encounter in your life and, and uh, the impact it can bring to the community. And that's why I tell you guys to hold on to your testimony and not to stop there. Every trial that every community faces is just another chance to testify the glory of God. Amen. Amen. I also want to ask, um, now that we talked about the fundamentals of the structure of a strong community, there are dangers that can um, ruin the structure of a community. What are the things that we need to watch out for in, to, in prevention of that? Pastor Allen, would you? In, uh, the dangers of, uh, of it all is the Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence because out of it are the issues of life. And so it's very important that to, ca to care our hearts, not only on this, uh, you know, here in, in the summit, man, our hearts are filled with the love and, 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 and the presence of God. But the Bible is teaching us, in order for us to, to be consistent in our faith, is to guard your heart. Because the Bible says that the God looks at your heart, not our outward appearance. And so enable for us to avoid the dangers of decaying uh, our spiritual life is our hearts will be focused on the Lord Jesus Christ. In the book of Hebrews says uh, that you focus your eyes upon Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. We do this as a community to be Jesus to be the center of our life. We will not only remain, but we will grow. Again, in the book of Matthew chapter 6, verse 10, 
uh, when the Lord Jesus Christ was teaching his disciples how to pray, he says, may your kingdom come and may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He wants his kingdom, his influence, his community uh, that reflects what heaven looks like. And, and you and I are a citizen of heaven. So we are gaining grounds. The community of heaven through JL ministry, as you are now, is growing. And we reflect the image of what community looks like up in heaven. And, 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 and we, are, we will grow. Amen? And, and uh, if we do that, if we focus on the king, and, and he, the word of the king will rest in our hearts, we will not only survive, we will win. And the prayer of the Lord Jesus Christ that he taught us that his kingdom will come as it is in heaven. And so guard our hearts with all diligence. Uh, uh, give emphasis on diligence. That means every day, consistency. Every day, day in, day out. That's why uh, our bishop brother Eddie, when, uh, when I, I saw him, I saw integrity walking with two legs. I said, that's the man that I want to follow because he has the integrity. Remember our core values, the P life? What is P? Amen. What is L? What is I? What is F? Jail people, this is our community, and this will guard our hearts because this is God-given core values. We do this, we will grow. In my first uh, three years here in East Coast, this one thing I noticed, here in East Coast, probably also in West Coast, nakita mo yung multi-ethnicity, multicultural. So the Lord gave me the wisdom how I could able to approach these people, different culture, different background, and on. But to me, when I learn about the Word of God. So this is what I also shared back then at the infanthood of Jael Arlington, that the Word of God must be our common denominator. Kasi kapag Word of God na ang common denominator, regardless kung Asian ka, American ka, or African ka, wala yung lahat eh. Superseded yun eh by the Word of God. Kasi the Word of God is higher than our cultures. Ganoon. Kaya failing recognizing the Word of God as the uh, pinaka-highest authority, most likely you will end up confusion, debates, different opinions and arguments. Oh, ganito kami, ganito kami ang aming background. But if you submit yourself sa Word of God, and then everybody, everyone will go down into a grassroots, ang Word of God. Yeah, so yun ang dapat siguro natin bantayan. Ganoon. Dapat word of God tayo. And thank God, Jael, it's a full gospel. Yes. Yeah, church. Yes. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Um, another question I had thought was, because I always believe that history repeats itself, that all the stories you hear in the Bible are not just stories. They're not just made up. You know, these are real life stories. These are stories from prophets, word of God. Would you say in the generation that we live now um, has any ties into what also happened uh, with, the, with the people 
um, before that you see that's relevant today? Any signs, anything that has um, shown that, you know, the Lord really wants his people to come together? Because I know there are many instances in the Bible where there have been villages, have been uh, towns, cities falling down because of their disobedience with God. Do you see that today? That is ideal, people coming together, really doing the work of God coming in agreement and having, you know, the right relationships towards one another. Um, one thing we would like to see in this church is that really the, the full purpose of God is the one that will happen. One danger is that people, uh, the community can be a strong group coming together, but what is our goal? Are we doing the will of God or is it are you doing the will of the organization as a whole? So I think uh, we would like to see uh, a church, a community, wherein God's perfect will is being fulfilled. Or this is the one that leads and guides the group itself. And um, one thing also I would like to add is that uh, in the book of Acts, we know that when the believers start gathering together, started gathering together, that was after the Pentecost, the day of the Pentecost. And so the presence of the Holy Spirit made a lot of difference in how they came together. They had, you know, they were doing fellowship, praying together, breaking bread, and doing prayer. And so we saw the effect. What happened? What was the impact? Because the Holy Spirit was there. What happened? Many, many souls were save so it's not really the strength of the community it's the presence of the holy spirit in that community that made it happen and so i believe that is important we would like to see that uh yesterday we saw how the holy spirit moved in this place cyn so i know that the holy spirit is here and whatever god has purpose for you to fulfill always rest in his presence because you can do a lot more powerful impact and i think that if people around you know around outside the churches will see that they will say i'd like what is happening in that group in that cyn i'd like to be with them i'd like to experience what they had experienced so i think that is powerful we'd like to see that in our cyn community Amen. praise Amen. god Hallelujah. Uh, one thing I do remember is uh, your husband, Tito Randy, one Sunday he said, one thing I'm really sad about is that I didn't commit myself to God till later in my life. And it's a real true blessing that you guys get to encounter and know who God is at, at a very young age. Amen. Can, for everyone, can we just give a round of applause for that blessing? Amen. Not a lot of people get to encounter that at your age or even at all. So really take it as a blessing. Also, I want to ask you guys as, as pastors and, and you guys will eventually pass the baton. Um, you know, we have this legacy bearer. Um, what is your advice or what is your words that you can give to those those legacy bearers not even if you're called or titled a legacy bearer if you're in that group just for everyone here because we i believe i hope we are eagerly wanting to obtain you know the baton that you will be passed because we want to glorify god i think it's just a a lot of shyness that's going on or a lot of timidity or um, we just don't have that confidence so what do you guys have to say for our future generation one thing i i will say to the cyn don't be afraid to fail sometimes failure is the biggest lesson that we can learn 
in the ministry. We all, there is no perfect person. We started, we failed. I had so many bloopers in life. But one thing, because our God accepts us, no matter who we are, as long as the desire is there to love God and to love others, I think we can always come back. If you will just learn to accept yourself, first of all, your identity. You don't have to copy anyone. Ganoon. Uh, siguro, it will be more healthier if you know your calling in the Lord. First of all, know your passion. Then if you are effective in this particular uh, assignment, then capitalize that. For example, in my case, I know my, my strength is in music, worship. That's my number one ministry. Although I still love to magbuhat ng silya, pero hindi na ako ganun kabata. But still, I continue, you know, my passion, that worship. And that is me. You can put me in a pastoral office, I mean, a pastoral job, but still, my passion, this is my identity, this is my calling, this is my anointing. You take out, for example, the position and the title, but still, no one can take out that calling and that mandate na binigay sa'yo ng Panginoon. I think, you know, you have to know your identity in the Lord. Thank you. In addition uh, to what uh, Pastor Ravan and Pastor Jess have said, um, the Bible says be rooted and grounded in love. You need that. Everybody needs that. You need, all of us needs to grow because in the ministry, you need to have a big heart. The capacity to love and the capacity to accept that the, the, the society and the community is spewing out, being rejected. You have to have a big heart. Only then that we can be more effective in ministering to people. Uh, because if you have a big heart, you cannot fake anything. People will sense the bigness of your heart. One touch, one say of hello, people already felt that you truly and genuinely love a person. Then just pretending to love. And so in order for you to become a great leader, you have to have a big heart. And you have to go through process. Because right now, maybe your capacity is just one, a tiny cup like this, but eventually the Lord will increase the capacity that many people will be placed in your heart. So when you pray, you will pray with passion. When you pray uh, to the sick people, you're not just praying because you have to. You pray because you have compassion for the lost. And I do believe that it is an important ingredient to any ministers, both young and old, to have that capacity to love because that's who God is. Thank you. Amen. Just one last question just to wrap up. Unless you had any, we can say any more remarks after. Now, as the year has passed since the beginning of how GIL started in East Coast, um, what was your goal? And can you say that we've accomplished some of those goals that you guys may have listed, may have had in mind, all the prayers that you've had? Have, can you say that those came to life? What, what, what were the goals that you had right in the beginning? Because, uh, you know, when you're starting in a group project or something, you want to establish the goals. You don't get into business right then and there without a vision, without a purpose. Um, what were the goals? What was the to-do list that you guys had um, that, you, that you submitted to God? And can you say that something has happened since then? Well, um, for me, my, my simple goal when I started in the ministry 
was to be able to just, uh, you know, have a church, uh, Holy Spirit-filled church. I just, my simple prayer at the time, Lord, I just want to have a JIL church where I can attend here in Virginia. But God fulfilled it, answered my prayer, and many, many more happened. So the church increased here. There is no, you know, it's all God's work. He showed that he can do greater things in whatever simple goals that we have. And I think we've accomplished so much in the fact that, you know, the church increased, it, the church grew. But of course, it's not because of us, it's because of God. But um, aside from that, it's really the transformed lives. That's really the big accomplishment. Because it's not really the quantity, it's not the, you know, the number of attendees, it's not the number of membership. We're here for transformation. How many became Christ-like? You know, how many people were really living in the way that God wants us to be? So I think that's the biggest accomplishment that we have seen. We have so many uh, leaders who came now. Who, there were so many pastors that were raised, church coordinators, and we saw their passion. As we said, it's the passion that, you know, we want to serve God because we've been blessed so much. And so I think that's, that's one of the biggest accomplishments that we have seen here. So glory to God because he deserves only the glory. Amen. So um, before we get into our grouping, so what our plan was to go with your group. And you're going to uh, create a question that you guys might have um, for our pastors. And it can be, we would like to have it be relevant to community and just um, how we can improve our community, how we can be as one. But also it can be questions that are personal, you know, if you've experienced any condemnation because of your faith and you wanted advice on that, anything related to that, those are the questions we want to ask. So I asked you guys to go in your groupings and uh, prepare a question for that. We'll give you about two to three minutes for that. All right, let's get ready for questions, question and answers. Bruce will help me bring the mic to you. As a community, we don't get along every time. So if we all, if we all fall off track, how do we get back? Her question was, um, sometimes we don't all get along at times, so how do we approach that? How do we get back on track if there are arguments or disagreements? How would you approach that? The best thing that we can do in such case is to pray first. We seek God's, uh, you know, God's wisdom. Of course, God already knows what's in our heart. So when there are, and, and that is common because we are all human beings. So it's always, there's no group or church that I think, I, I can think of that there was no disagreement or arguments or conflict. So this is normal. And as part of a community, this is one thing that God will teach us how to handle. Because I believe it is his will that we will, you know, have a smoother or better relationship with one another. And so one thing we can always do is seek God's wisdom through prayer. And of course, when there are other issues that you need counsel on, it's always good to to go to your pastor or to someone, your spiritual leader, 
if you need help because they can help uh, mediate or settle the conflict. And one thing is that it needs to be done as soon as possible. Please don't wait. If there is a conflict or disagreement, don't wait too long until you know you you you, you approach someone if you need help. But prayer will always touch the heart of every person. So I think that is powerful. The first thing that we all need to do. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for the question. We have time for one more. Maybe someone on this side. You also, guys, uh, you can also ask about love, courtship, and marriage. See, we got your attention. Hi. Um, my question is for each of you, how did you become born again? How did you become born again? Okay. Uh, I was invited by uh, my schoolmate in, in high school. And then during that time, jail service was in the Saturday afternoon. So when I attended at that time, I saw that film, The Burning Hell. Man, that, that movie was so graphic. It shows worms in and out from the nose, and then the fire, and then the evil love of Satan was there. And the guy who, who, who was playing, uh, I mean, his role, his, he was a biker. Then all of a sudden, he was slammed somehow on a particular wall. Then all of a sudden, when he opened his eyes, he was in hell. When I saw that, bam, my eyes was open. And I saw myself, I found myself crying right in the altar. Then I got born again. Right after that, I quit smoking. On the spot, I quit smoking. And then I had this hunger. Knowing the Bible, I devoured the book of John, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And that was the beginning of my conversion. Thank you. Okay. I was born again because I was, I, I, I ran out of reason for coming to church when I was invited by my friend who first became born again. So um, that was... Uh, my younger years, sad to say I wasn't a CYN anymore at the time. I was a young adult. So, but um, I really was trying hard not, you know, to escape being invited to attend this church. I, I ran, ran around the bush. I was in college and the Campus Crusade for Christ kept on, you know, coming up to me. And I would, I would run away. And I was, you know, because I, I didn't know. I was so scared to be in another you know, so-called religion. So I thought that was the way I was coming into another religion. And so, but my friend who insisted that you should come to me to this church that I discovered, and so I, I gave her so many reasons until they, there came a time that I ran out of reasons. I, I, I told her, okay, I'll come with you. So that started, you know, my, you know, coming to church. And so that's where I experienced God's touch. And from then on, I wasn't immediately transformed because I was doing a lot of God things that, you know, unthinkable, <laughs> you know. And I, I felt ashamed because I was a stubborn young person at that time. I did what most people will do. But praise God because God, you know, God has grace on me. He did not give up on me when I was trying to run away from Him. And so I praise God for that. 
Uh, my ex-girlfriend. Uh, she's my wife now. <laughs> my ex-girlfriend prayed for me for seven years. And uh, she cried to the Lord. Uh, then somebody invited me to church, uh, J.L. Roanoke, Virginia. So I got born again. I was saved August 8, 1998, Roanoke, Virginia. So I married my ex-girlfriend, and she's my wife now. <laughs> Amen. There is hope, guys. There is hope. All right. <laughs> No, we unfortunately don't have any more time for any more questions. If you had any questions, we can write down. But um, can we give a round of applause for our wonderful guests? Amen. And just to, to just closing remarks from myself, um, this right here was not intended for me to promote my podcast, to tell you guys to listen to it at all. If anything, I thank Kuya Josh for giving me this opportunity, asking me if I wanted to do it. This is just a testimony to tell you guys, you guys can share the word of God in so many different ways. Amen. And I praise God that you know, I was gifted with just speaking and writing. It came from writing. Who, who likes to journal? A few people. So that's where I started. That's why testimony. When I was depressed and suicidal, I started with my journal, and that has helped me. So you guys can utilize, like I said, social media or just being a friend to someone anywhere, through your dance, through your singing. There's so many ways to spread the word of God, and this is me encouraging you guys to step out of your comfort zone, and maybe one day you'll be given a great opportunity like this. Amen. Hallelujah. So can we all give another round? round of applause and hey hey how about a big applause for sister Pauline yeah. she did a good job <laughs> praise God praise God all right that's it for today's episode hopefully you learned something hopefully you enjoyed it I definitely learned a lot and I'm so grateful for our pastors they really put so much of their heart into God's people especially in the youth and just to shortly give my experience God created miracles at this summit it was like no other and I've been to a couple you guys can read my whole testimony on my Instagram at pauline.ponders for a more in-depth description so I will leave it with a brief one on the second night history was made from one testimony it led to basically the whole room coming on stage testifying and being so raw to everyone and young people who were chained in depression suicidal thoughts anger abuse and brokenness were set free all from one testimony one story and that's why i always say your story can impact so much people like with this you know this podcast i didn't do it for me i did it for a way to give others the opportunity to share their story and mine as well so you'll never know who you can relate to and who will have the advice you may need or those who have experienced the same trial you'll never know so yeah thank you again for listening i'll see you guys next episode remember to always love always be curious and always ponder and for my cyn family i'll see you next year keep those fires going i love you